Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me, telling me that they think I do, so probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet, so what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might, or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation, and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life, from the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching program, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement program and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. And like we're going to do with all the words that we're talking about today is we're going to read out what they are described as in the Oxford Dictionary. So um, sober, I'll start, um, means not affected by alcohol, not drunk. Serious, sensible and solemn, muted in colour. Oh, yes. Very like sombre. It must be from sombre, is it? I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I say sober, I can't help feeling a bit judged, even still when I say to people I'm sober. I mean, obviously, everybody knows I am now, so I don't have to say it as often. But I think especially in those early days, I do feel that sense of if you're sober, it means you're a drunk. Or a very boring person. Or a very boring person. <laughs> it's, there's no, there's got no in between, is or there? Or a judge. Yeah, 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 either. <laughs> three things. One of those three things. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a word that I think people are very, they have their own attachment to it in what it means. And it's very hard for them to change what they think about the word sober. Um, funnily enough, Vic and I had a chat not that long ago. We were talking about, would we ever do drugs again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you do over a breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> over your poachies. <laughs> and um, generally we were both saying, no, we wouldn't, because usually we would have to be drunk and not in our right minds to even think of putting something so awful into our bodies. Um, and, you know, what if some, we were around someone's house and someone brought out some coke? How would we feel? Would we do it? And um, Vic was like, yeah, but we can't because we're sober. And I, I didn't realise, for me, the word sober was no alcohol. But to Vic, the word sober was 
is nothing. No alcohol or drugs or any illegal substances in yeah. your body at all. Mind-enhancing yeah. substances, would because it be, Vic? I Because I say that for me, I wouldn't want to put anything in my body that would risk my sobriety. And I feel like if I had a drug or anything else into my body that, that played with my mental state, therefore I'm taking something away from my sobriety. I'd have to recover from that. I'd have a come down or I'd have feelings of depression afterwards. I wouldn't want to risk the, the all the work that I've put in just for a night out. It's just not worth it for me. And and the feeling of being off my head now would fr- frightens me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you incorporate everything into the word sober. So when you say to people, I'm sober, it means I am, I, I don't take, I don't drink, yeah. I don't take drugs. Whereas for me, the word sober means I don't drink. Mm. It that, means different things for different people, I guess. It, it does, yeah. And um, it's something that I find has be. I do agree with you in what you said, Vic, about the, what people think of the word. Um, and I'm not really that keen to be associated with the word sober. Mm. But, for example, say if you're out in a bar and someone's like, oh, go on, do you want a glass of wine? And you say, look, no, thanks, I don't want one. And they say, oh, go on, have one, have one. And you're like, well, no, I'm not drinking tonight or I'm not drinking or I don't drink and they're, they're not letting it go, as often can happen. Yeah. I do find if I then say, I'm sober, yes. those two words really do have an impact because what that implies is I have a problem with alcohol and yes. therefore I am sober. So sometimes using that those words, I'm sober can actually help people understand without you having to go through the ins and outs of your addiction and your years of binge drinking and how you got out of it. I'm sober. I had a problem. And that usually shuts people up and it stops them trying to get you to have a drink. I think it is a wonderful word. I was just going to mention there is a word called Cali sober that's out now, which is I think it stands for California sober, which means that you can smoke weed and be sober as well and it's like this term that people use or take any sort of hallucinogenic like um, I guess um, ayahuasca or mushrooms or anything that's natural and be sober at the same time so there is that scene as well it's a separate Mm -hmm. scene but you know I respect any scene of course who however you choose to take this path is up to you. But for me, that wouldn't work because I'd still be altering my mental state, which is I just don't want to do anymore. Mm. My children alter your mental yeah. state but on a minute by minute yes, basis as it is. We yeah. don't need anything else yeah. interfering no. with our very delicate mental yes, state. <laughs> exactly. I think that's probably more of the reason you hit it on the head there. My mental state is extremely delicate. Yeah. Um, I did discover a word this week, actually, which is nephaliophobia, which is the fear of being sober. So there is actual phobia, mm. phobia an actual fear of being a non-drinker. It's an actual thing. So That is incredible. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, the more and more words are coming up into the English dictionary around um, not drinking because it is becoming such a popular thing to do with people. To I think drinking. I was a nephalophobe for a very, very long I time. I definitely yeah. was, yeah. I've got to work out how to say that properly before I mention yeah. it on this yeah. podcast yeah. or anywhere I should in have public. a bit more, it's probably not right. <laughs> yeah, so my general feeling about the word sober now is that I love it and I'm proud to be it, but it's taken me a little bit of time to understand it and embrace that word. Um, yeah, so for me, sober really means happy now. That's yeah. what's how I relate it. My sobriety means I'm happy. Simple yeah. as that. I agree with you in that. Yeah, I've found the word to be um, quite quite harsh um, to have to admit that I'm sober. I know that when I talk to my dad, who's in the UK, who still finds it difficult. He's so pleased I've stopped drinking, but he still finds it difficult 
to accept that I had a problem with drinking. So when I tell him that I'm such and such days sober, mm. I can almost see him wince when I say sober yeah. because yeah. sober is a strong word that implies a problem. Um, but I have used it to to my advantage um, on this mission. And um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. That the word sober is is an okay word to yeah. use. Yeah. yeah, I think we have to embrace it because we're going to be using it quite a lot. Yeah, it's what we are now. It's, it's what our we are. identity. It's our lives. Yes, I, I identify with it now. I didn't before when yeah. I was a drinker because it scared me too much. Yeah. But now I understand it. But interestingly that we both had different views of what it was. I thought yeah. it was just alcohol. You thought it was alcohol and drugs. And it can be whatever anyone wants it to be. Yeah, as long as you're using it in a healthy way, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Go on, next, you do the next okay, one. Okay, next word is Addict. Uh, Oxford Dictionary explanation, a person who is addicted to a particular substance, typically an illegal drug or an enthusiastic devotee of a specified thing or activity, a self-confessed chocolate addict. <laughs> I think I'm more of the second than the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I still, yeah, I'm a bit of a chocolate addict still. So I suppose that's interesting, the example they've given there, because when you think of addict, you immediately think crack, heroin, yeah. alcohol, but they've used chocolate. So you can be addicted to pretty much anything. I mean, apparently you can get addicted to tuna. Oh, oh, Did you know that? No. Apparently, there's something in tuna that is addictive. What, on porpoise? <laughs> oh, sorry, Lucy, that was a bad one. Yeah, the connotations for addiction can sometimes be a bit strong, can't they? <laughs> I just love that word. That's so funny. <laughs> Stop. Don't laugh at my bad jokes, Lucy. No, I love them. Words. I love your bad jokes. Um, yeah, so addict. I, would, I don't think I'd call myself an addict. What about you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you I have. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't think I'm an addict now. Um, I, I get it. It's, it's a pretty horrible and harsh word, isn't it? Um, but it did. It helped me. In fact, I'd say that um, accepting that I was an addict and I was addicted to alcohol was a huge turning point for me um, in, in getting sober. It made me understand the seriousness of the situation I was in. Hmm. And it also made me be a little bit kinder to myself. Um, I wasn't just your everyday person who was struggling with alcohol. I was addicted to it. Mm. And addiction is a physical thing that you are fighting against. And in some cases, and for some people, it is impossible to win that battle. I guess were battles quite interesting there. It made me realise I had a battle on my hand. I was addicted. I was yeah. fighting against something that had yeah. happened to me, something that I had become. Um, and I, I, I still do have an addictive nature. So I wasn't particularly surprised that I'd become an addict, but I was shocked that that is where I was sitting in my in my in my forties mm. as an addict in this world. It frightened me and yes, it made me take action. There's a lot of shame around that word. Like for me, it's, it's different to you that I would say I think I was mentally addicted to alcohol less than a physical thing, but I, I don't know. But mine was more of the, I cannot live without this, not because my body was telling me that, it was because my mind was telling me that. So I had a different form of addiction to you, I think, whereas I needed it mentally, which is strange, isn't it? Yeah. But no matter what, you know, in both those situations, there is shame around that word to say, look, I'm an addict, to, shut, to put your hand up and say, look, this is me and I'm an addict, which is why a lot of people don't do it. So that's the, the weight of words right there is huge yeah. because we're not putting ourselves, our hands up for support and help because we're so ashamed to actually use these words. Yeah, and if you can't accept, and we've talked about about it before, if you've got a problem, the first stage to sorting it is acceptance. Yeah. And accepting that you're an addict, whether it be mentally or physically or both, 
um, it, it, it's just a powerful thing that makes you take action. Mm. And also we're living in a society that's trying to make us think we're not addicts, like mm. the television programmes that we're watching, the yes. movies and everything, you know, that want us to keep drinking because that's what we're told to do as a culture, as a society when we go out is to drink. So it's very, very hard to identify yes. what you are. And when the words are so strong and so heavy, it's hard to grab hold of one of them and say, right, that's who I am. So we're going to talk about a few other words later on, but that word, it is very difficult for people to to confess up to, I think. Because sometimes when we do confess up to and say, look, I think I'm addicted to alcohol or I'm an addict, people can laugh. Yeah. Well, you know, you're just the same as everybody else. And you are the same as everybody else, and they're all addicts as well. Yeah, probably to, to some extent. Yeah, to some extent. If you have a glass of wine every evening and you can't, get through your evening without really wanting that glass of wine yeah and you are ad- addicted to it in some form the yes. same as we are to a cup of coffee in and the a morning. chocolate yeah and a chocolate yeah. in the evening yeah. so a powerful word but again um for me it's been something that has been strong enough and horrible enough mm. to make me realize the mess i was in and, yeah and, and move forward and onwards and upwards yeah so that's really good that you managed to get your head around that word and accept it as something that you were whereas perhaps i know i am deep down probably an addict I have been an addict, but that word for me is just, it's too extreme. Yeah. Mm. And that's fair enough, isn't it? That's fair enough to feel that way. It doesn't mean you're not going to get sober because look at you, you're nearly four years sober, but you never, ever managed to accept the word addict. Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works, and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room, where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness, to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, it's probably ones with moody, moody sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes, good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. <laughs> you can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audio book will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry and cringe and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book. Even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? 
I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His teeny little, his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs>